Pinball Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another episode of Whitlock and the Vaughn. We are a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. I'm Aaron Whitlock, joined as always by John Kukoch Vaughn. We are uh, we are live on Periscope every Monday at six. Join us; it's a good time. We get to see our beautiful faces, all decked out in Sparty gear to ce- celebrate the non-shared, undisputed Big Ten championship in the regular season. <laughs> uh, but of course, podcast goes live by noon every Tuesday, so you can get all your fantasy basketball goodness. And of course, if you want to tweet us during the week, any questions, any uh, any know how that you, nobody's hitting that up. Like it's just we're giving out free knowledge. People who have nothing to do all day but look at fantasy basketball, and you guys are just wasting a valuable resource. I just want you to know that. At Aaron J. Whitlock, <laughs> at JK underscore the Vaughn. If you it like losing, I get it. I mean, I love taking people's money in our internal contest, so maybe you just like giving giving a little away a little bit of money, feeling philanthropic, uh, or thropic, excuse me. Uh, I don't know. JK, how's it going? It's going good. We are back. Full week. Oh, Back to our first, uh, first full week since the All-Star break. Yeah. Feels like, like a long time. It does. It does. It's a pretty, pretty mild weekend in the NBA. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's anything too crazy. The Pistons are falling apart at the seams once again, so <laughs> I've got that going on. Uh, beat we down should, by the Celtics, beat down by the Hornets. So that's good. We should just go back and get a compilation of Aaron's reaction to the Pistons. It'd be the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. That's actually going to be our You'd new give it a show good compilation, intro. Just like, yes, the Pistons got Blake Griffin. Oh, the Pistons are terrible. They'll never win anything. They set the franchise back ten years. God damn it! Uh, the the article I tweeted, somebody I forget, I don't know why they did that, but someone wrote an article uh, that I quoted you and I called you out in the Detroit Pistons draft picks in the past. They gave like the five five worst. What's five crazy worst is they were able to give the five years. worst, and they didn't reference Devin Booker, and they didn't reference Donovan Mitchell, and they still got a top yes, five list. Right, yeah. That wasn't bad. So Well, Mitchell, yeah. it's. I mean, he's looked good, but it's only one year. What's Booker? Two years in? Three years in? I think this third. is his third season. Yeah, so you could probably put him in that list. But Mitchell, you're right. He looks good now, but... He I looks a lot player. better than yeah. the guy they took. Yeah, that's true. You gotta give my boy Luke Kennard some shots. Luke Kennard and his T-Rex arms. God damn it. <laughs> All right, JK, kick us off for this week, our first full week and what feels like forever. Yeah, that's right. So Tuesday, studs and duds, I am going with Damian Lillard. Dame time is upon us. Dame has been cooking recently. He's gone over 60 fanball points three times out of his last five games, and he takes on the Sacramento Kings, who are joining a long, long list of teams that are tanking. You'll see my studs. I have a lot of tanking teams. And I think Aaron's <laughs> does too. It's going to be, a, you're you're going to want to target them because this is the time of year to target the tanking teams. Everyone's getting buyouts. Younger players are, are playing who, are, who don't have a ton of experience. Therefore, defensively, they're not going to be that good. So you're going to want to target the tanking teams. Is that, what do you think? Is that an accurate statement? I feel, yeah. It's the only thing it's, will get tricky is blowouts. The blowouts. Blow yeah. Outs. That's the only thing you have to I think start I to touched worry on about. that a little bit later on today. Yeah. So Dame plays the Sacramento Kings. We've embraced the youth in a race to see who can tank the hardest. Since trading away George Hill, the Kings have struggled to slow down opposing point guards. Over their last five games, they're ranked 28th in fan ball, slowing down opposing point guards. And in that same time span, they've surrendered over 60 fan ball points a night to opposing point guards. Yeesh. And last time Dame faced the Kings, he went for 66 fan ball points and included 50 points from Dame time. He's at $10,600. So the 66 is above value for him in his last matchup against the Kings, even at this high price. Target him again, Dame Time, Tuesday. 
I love it. Here's the here's at home. Do you have any players like this? And I'd be curious if anybody on the audience. Do you have a player you just feel like you can never hit on? Because that's Damian Lillard for me. Like he goes oh, yeah. off. Re- like I actually, ha- I, ta- I I have one as a dud actually. Yeah, Marcus All. Can't just. I cannot hit with him. It's just like terrible. I have him as a dud against the Suns. I think later on in the segment here. I feel like every time I play Dame, it's just like oh, thirty six fan ball points, and then like I'll look, I'm looking through his player log. You know, like he goes off pretty he regularly. Goes off. He I'm, went off against Sacramento, and I feel like I've got a good matchup. And I just I, I love this one here. I'm probably gonna check this out for Tuesday, but I I've just got a few of those players where it just doesn't know, feel like right. I can ever. Everyone has one of those. Push the right, button. Right. Right. Porzingis was one too for me. Yeah, when he was healthy, I can never get him when he was going off in the big nights. Uh, a couple other guys to target here. I'm going to target this uh, Bulls-Hornets game. And again, we, I just talked about it a few minutes ago. Chicago Bulls are embracing tanking. Robin Lopez, uh, their starting center, who's actually still productive, having a really good season, averaging a C, uh, career high points, I think almost near 13. Very good defender of the rim. Healthy scratch since the All-Star break. Uh, that's going to continue for him for the foreseeable future unless you know Mark and Reportis go down with injuries. Or who else? They got Zesper and Felicio. Felicio, they're gonna let these young guys play. Uh, Justin Holiday uh, sitting out, and Jerry and Grant sitting out. So they're embracing the youth movement here. They're gonna go with Dunn and Levine at point and shoot, uh, point guard and shooting guard. So I like Kemba Walker and Dwight Howard. I'll start with Kemba. Kemba's at nine thousand dollars against the Bulls. They are rank. They rank 29th in fan balls, running an average of sixty-one fan balls to fan ball points to opposing point guards. And in an earlier matchup this year, he dropped 62 fan ball points against the Bulls. That's above value. That's more than just a little bit less than seven times his value, actually, like 6.8. So gotta like that. Gotta love Kemba Walker. And Dwight Howard's at 8,700. Again, Lopez out. I don't need Felicio. I mean, the defense doesn't look good. No, <laughs> does not look good. Over the last five games, they ranked 27th in fan ball, slowing down opposing centers. In an earlier season matchup against the Bulls, Howard dropped 69 fan ball points. Nice. <laughs> which is eight times his value. So I love that. <laughs> All right, a couple of value guys. I threw in a couple of value guys here. Uh, Austin Rivers, Clippers, $5,800 against the Nuggets. Uh, Avery Bradley out one to three weeks with sports hernia sur- uh, injury. Yep. May need surgery, they're saying, either now or the offseason. He is going to be a free agent. Byron Hamm might think about getting it now so you can ha- kind of have a full offseason. Right. But So that's going to lead to increased minutes for uh, Austin Rivers. He's seen over 35 minutes and has attempted at least 10 shots in his past two games. He takes on the Denver Nuggets, who are dead last in fan ball, slowing down opposing point guards. And I threw this out there as kind of a dart on the wall, but it's somewhat accurate. Tristan Thompson, 4,500 against the Nets. You know, you're if you want to pay, if you want to stack LeBron and Dame, do something like that, you're going to need a cheap guy. Thompson could be your center there. He's it's a only good matchup. Yeah, 4,500. He's playing the Brooklyn Nets, who are, who are the second to last team. No, they're dead last. Dead last they're dead last. They're, them and the Hawks always rotate between last and ten, second to last. Yep. They're dead last and fan, and fan ball is slowing, I guess, slowing down opposing centers. He's got nine rebounds over his last, averaging nine rebounds over his last three games, and Brooklyn will be in a back-to-back playing the night before in Brooklyn, so that will require overnight travel to Cleveland. I like double T on yeah, Tuesday. You make a good case there. Uh, Dud, I'm going to go Giannis. 11,400. He just has kind of hit a wall. And the comment that he made to the uh, Greek me- uh, the gr- uh, media in Greece was in the All Star game. And he made some comments to them uh, via. So someone picked it up via a Greece newspaper, a Greece media outlet, saying that he had some knee injuries right before the All Star break. And he was saying that he was excessive minutes, excessive playing time that was hurting his knee. Interesting. Now, his, the. 
Bucks last two games as of tonight, they both have gone to overtime, which means Giannis has logged 40-plus minutes in his last two games, 40 and 45 minutes to be exact. And it's taking a toll on him. And over his past 10 games, he's been overvalued once, just once in his past 10 games, and this is the first game of the back-to-back from Milwaukee. He's had some big games. He's played the Wizards. I think this is their fourth matchup. He's had, he's had 27 and 21 game, and then he's had some real clunkers. So I don't like Giannis. Yeah, I like it's that. Kind of a, uh, it's tough because like you can't. There. He's such a great player. His price is high. He's $11,400. Yeah, I've been fading him a lot recently. And, yeah, and the back to back 40 minute games, 40 minutes, they went to overtime, lost one. Lost one against uh, Northern Pelicans on the buzzer beer that didn't count, and then they beat the Toronto Raptors, which is kind of a big one. Yeah, he's going to get only one night off and turn around yep. after 80 minutes. So it's a, lo- so it's a long week there. Uh, stay away from Giannis on Tuesday. Do I have Wednesday too? Yes, I do. Have. Wednesday. Stud, Victor Oladipo versus Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks, another team that's tanking. They just wa- they just bought out Ilyasova. He's out the door. Um, the Hawks are dead last and slowing down opposing shooting guards and fan ball. He's performed over value twice in his past four games. Only thing that scares me here, like we talked about with Aaron, is a blowout. The last time he played the Atlanta Hawks, they won by 23, and he only played 28 minutes. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. you got half the, the, yeah. half the I'm, league trying to race to the bottom, yeah. half the league trying to fight for playoff positioning. So, so he was one, one game he was overvalued against the Hawks. The other one he was undervalued. He only played 28 minutes. I'm putting him here because it's an elite matchup. Hawks stink. They're the last place in fan ball, but just keep an eye on it. He's nine thousand eight hundred dollars. It's not too too expensive, but I like him. Another guy in this matchup I like, Miles Turner, six thousand five hundred against the Hawks again. The Hawks are second to last in fan ball, slowing down opposing centers. In an earlier matchup, Turner dropped thirty eight fan ball points while only needing thirty five fan ball points to be of value. So I like him there. Uh, Demar Derozan, seven thousand seven hundred seven hundred dollars, playing at Orlando, Atlanta Magic, another tanking team here. You saw my strategy. You seen the strategy? It's just tank, tank up a lose it. Yeah, tack it. Uh, speaking of DeRozan, did you see that story in ESPN today about uh, him fighting depression? No, I didn't yeah, he came that. out. And, he came out and said he's had some mental health issues over the years, and he's one of the first NBA players to, at least uh, current NBA players, to come out and admit that he's had some mental problems. He fights depression over his, since he was a young kid, and that it's you know he's kind so of this isn't like LeBron based depression where you can't get out of the Eastern <laughs> Conference. I'm sorry, that's terrible. Mental illness is very real. It's a very serious problem in this country. <laughs> That's good for him, though. No, seriously, good for him no, for speaking yeah. out and because he was he's like he said we you know we were multi million dollar athletes and you know, we may look yeah had this like goddess invinci- feel but invincibility, invincibility. yeah, yeah. But he said we're, everyone's human we're all human we all feel the ups and downs so it was a cool it's on ESPN.com if you want to go read it really cool story but uh, I like Demar Derozan Wednesday seven thousand seven hundred against the Magic. They are, again, right in the thick of the tanking race. They rank 29th in fan ball, slowing down opposing shooting guards, surrendering an average of 49. Uh, here are the league ranks for the Magic and opponents, what, what opponents are doing against them. They rank 27th in the league in opponents' field goal percentage. Ouch. 27th in opponents' rebounds. Not good. 26th in opponents' assist. Sheesh. And 24th in opponents' plus-minus against them. So they're bottom 10 in pretty much every defensive category and anything you basically can do on a basketball court, they rank at the bottom of it. Another so, high draft pick coming, Orlando. Yes. Don't screw it up. <laughs> so they've surrendered. In their last game, they surrendered 20-plus fan ball points to both J.J. Redick and Marco Bellinelli, who just joined them. So those are two shooting guards of Philadelphia. I like DeMar DeRozan. Uh, one more, Dej- or two more, sorry. DeJounte Murray, uh, Spurs against the Pelicans. 
Pelicans ranked 27th in fan ball, slowing down opposing point cards. Sunday night, he faced uh, the Murray faced the Cavs. They ranked 28th in fan ball, defending po- opposing point cards. And he dropped 45 fan ball points on the Cavs, which stunk for me to watch. <laughs> but that's for you. If you have Murray in your lineup, he was seven and a half times his value against the Cavs. So he's that's facing good. another bad team, Pelicans. I like him. Good frame of reference there. I like that. Uh, Russell Westbrook, $12,500 against the Dallas Mavericks. Again, another tanking team, Dallas Mavericks. They tweaked their lineup a little bit. Did you see that? Uh, the past game and a half or two games, they got Berea starting now, J.J. Berea, and Smith is the shooting guard. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Smith has been awful. I think I've talked, we've talked His about last the show. Two he's games have been, been awful, and he's been terrible defensively. Him and Fox are like the worst rookie defenders in the league. Yeah. So they're just trying to offset that a little bit, but I like Russ. $12,500, he's probably going to be the most expensive guy on Wednesday. Uh, but he's had, in, in three games this year, he's averaged 63 fan ball points against the Mavericks. That includes one triple double and a double double. And the Mavs ranked 23rd, slowing down opposing point guards in fan ball. Uh, Dud, I think I just talked about here, Marcus Gasol. I have never hit on him personally, and I personally, my my feelings for him went into this article. Like, I just haven't hit on him. I looked at his last ten games, nothing inspiring. Nope. He's facing a Phoenix Suns team that is twenty seventh in in opponents points in the paints allowed. Opponent, I can never get that right. Opponent points in the paint allowed. Boy, that's a tongue twister. Opponent points in the paints allowed. Yes. <laughs> so they rank twenty seventh in the league, and they're dead last in defensive efficiency. Yet he's been undervalued against them three times. And two of those times, he's had double-doubles. He's gone like 13-10, and 12-10, and still been under. He needs 45 fan ball points. He has not hit that against the Suns. And in his past 10 games, uh, I think I have this. In his past 10 games, he's only hit that value once. So I don't like Marcus All $8,300 at home against the Phoenix Suns. No. Aaron's got Thursday. Feels like his price is, is all name and nothing yeah, to do with his just, actual production. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, Thursday. I could have gone a lot of directions with this, but uh, given the the recent uh, mm. mm-hmm. recent stories coming out in the media today, I went LeBron James as my stud going against the Philadelphia 76ers, who company uh, in Philadelphia, not sure what company that was, put some billboards up today in Cleveland, uh, <laughs> re- officially starting the recruitment for LeBron in the offseason. Uh, so Philly will travel to Cleveland. Uh, they'll get a chance to take a look at those billboards themselves. Uh, and, and it's no wonder, obviously, uh, that they want LeBron, uh, but from a fantasy perspective, you can see it too. Uh, LeBron, since the IT trade, since those guys were shipped out, averaging 62.25 fanball points per game, uh, which coincidentally needs 62 to hit five times his value. So wow. works out nice, doesn't it? Uh, LeBron is legit averaging a triple-double uh, for the month of February. He's also, over the last six games, averaging 32, 12, and 12 absolutely ridiculous his two previous matchups against philadelphia this season 58 points with a double double and 77 points with a triple double against the sixers uh who aren't really an elite defensive team uh they're not terrible either against small forwards when you look at the numbers but this is one where they're really out of the equation lebron is just playing so incredibly well he's doing so much for the Cavs. his assist numbers are up his rebounds are up he's has four 30-point games this month, which is as many as he had in his last 20 games combined. So playing really well. Uh, some other guys on the flip side of this matchup, you got to love Joel Embiid going Oof. against the Cavs' shoddy interior defense. That looks like a great matchup. Uh, you could go uh, You could go either D'Angelo Russell or Spencer Dinwiddie. This mm. is a really tough call right now. Uh, they're sitting at 66 and 6,700 fanball, uh, or dollars on fanball, respectively. 
going against the Kings, so it's a great matchup for either. Uh, JK kind of touched on it earlier how bad they've been since George Hill was shipped out last five games. They're one of the worst in the league. Uh, D'Angelo Russell finally has made his return to the starting lineup. He dropped 33 and a half fan ball points against Charlotte in his uh, return to the starting lineup. Nice. Both he and Dean Witty came in slightly under value. Uh, Dean Witty had 32 and a half in that game. They're both looking for about 36. Uh, but that's one where if you were feeling really brave, you could potentially stack the two. Or if you're running multiple lineups, maybe you kind of alternate with them. I think one of them will give you the points you need there. Uh, another a game stack here, not for the faint of heart. Sacramento going for one of the tanking teams. Buddy Heald been playing really well with his yeah, additional minutes. He has. Played 29 and 31 minutes in his last two games, turned that into 38 and 32 fan ball points. He's attacking the glass. He's got 17 rebounds in his last two games. Gets the Nets, who are a terrible rebounding team. I think he's going to be able to keep up that rebounding effort. He's been getting up 14 shots a game over his last three games. Brooklyn plays at a breakneck pace. Like him to get up a lot of shots, get the points that he needs. Only $5,200. Uh, and then also for the Kings, here's that stack. Zach Randolph and Willie Trill. Both of, each have had a huge game since the All-Star break, just not on the same night yet. Zebo opened up uh, the second half of the season with a 49 fan ball point performance against the Thunder. Willie Trill then followed that with 48 against the Lakers. Brooklyn's terrible against the big men. They're 30th. Dead last in the league against centers, 29th against power forwards. So the potential is there. This is a very risky stack, but has the potential to pay off huge. 5600 for Zach Randolph, 6600 for Willie Trill. Not terribly expensive. Could still allow you to stack up some big fellas and potentially get some huge output. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, another guy playing Oof. well uh, in lieu of the uh, the kind of trade deadline madness. He's averaging 40 fan ball points a game over his last three contests. And let's remember that KCP, he's playing for a contract, only yep. on a one-year deal. I like that motivation down this last 30 games. Uh, legal issues behind him. I think that really played a part in it where he can only play in games in California, Was had to go to practice and back to like a, an in-house facility. That hurt I think him. When you, when you get that behind you, I think that really helped him. Plus Jordan Clarkson yep. out of the lineup, one, too, one yeah. less guy taking yep, shots. Sure. Miami allowing the fourth most fan ball points to shooting guards. Really like that. Uh, the Timberwolves mm. going against Portland. I don't really love this matchup but i they play utah the following day on friday so i like that even less but they're definitely a team to uh to keep a look on bielitsa all of a sudden becomes an option again with yep. jimmy butler gone for probably that the happened rest over the weekend season. i forgot to talk about that, that was yeah. that was probably the that biggest, the thing, biggest of the thing of the weekend i thought it was an acl when i first saw the video yeah same here same here that's they said he could be back for the playoffs for the playoffs but for the regular minutes. season he's done yeah He's done. So Bielitsa becomes an option. Andrew Wiggins becomes much more attractive yep. after about a month-long period where he was just pretty much untouchable. Oh. Uh, and Jeff Teague might be back from the dead here. 39.5 over his last five. 39.5 wow. fan ball points really? over his last five games. Holy cow. He's, he's finally healthy, maybe. He had that knee stuff. He's been oh, playing yeah. a lot a lot better recently, and you got to think his usage goes up a little with Jimmy Butler for gone. Sure. So something to think about. My dud for Thursday will be Benjamin Simmons. Uh We've hammered him a lot on this podcast. Um, Just he's come crashing down. He's 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 been better though. I do want to say yeah. that um, he, he hasn't been great against Cleveland this season. Forty-two and thirty-one fan ball points against the Cavs. Not great. Needs fifty to hit his value. Um, and and I'm not gonna prop him up. He's my dud. Like I'm, I'm I feel strongly about that. <laughs> but he's averaging forty-four fan ball points over his last ten. So he's not terribly below the fifty or so he needs. Uh, he has topped 60 twice in his last four games, albeit it was against the Bulls, one of them who are yeah, tanking, tanking their asses teams off, too, yeah. and one against Miami who struggles against guards. Um, I think there's improvement there. It's starting. I 
He's another one I, I hit on rarely, which is partially because he just so rarely goes way over his value or over his value period. <laughs> um, but I don't see this one in Cleveland being one where he does. It's a, it's, I know Cleveland's not great against point guards, but I think he's going to see LeBron a little bit, yeah. uh, and on the defensive end and at 10,100, I just don't see it. Uh, Friday, my stud is going to be Nikola Jokic, uh, who is just cooking. Oh right my now. God. Man, under it's... under the radar too. Like that win against the Spurs was a good win. Yeah, uh, both of them. Yeah, uh, only eleven thousand two hundred. Right, he, they had played the Spurs before the All Star break, and they and came back after. and played him again. You're right. Yeah, and, they, and he had triple, triple double doubles against him. Jeez, the first <laughs> and, one. And that's I, no easy feat either. Even without uh, Lamarcus Aldridge in one of them, still. Yeah, because the, the, the he played the Spurs without Aldridge before the break. And the Spurs were on a back-to-back, and they were just kind of like, just get us to the All-Star break. Correct. And then they came back, and I thought, I actually thought that he wasn't going to be, he was, wasn't going to be that good, but he went off again. He did. Jesus. So that's why I'm not really, Memphis Grizzlies, not really worried about them. They're, uh, they're I think, top five Tanking. against the centers uh, in fan ball scoring, but I, I, they appear to pack the, they've lost nine straight games. They're giving up an average of 107 points per game over that stretch. They're tanking, too. Uh, yeah, they're tanking hard. Jokic scored 62 fan ball points against the Grizz earlier this season. And there's just really, aside from probably the brow, there's nobody hotter right now than Jokic. Oh, totally agree. Three triple-doubles in his last four games, four triple-doubles this month, mm. averaging 58 fan ball points over his last nine mm. games. Uh, I got to have him at this point. He should really be up over 12,000 the way he's played recently. <laughs> Unbelievable. He feels like a deal at 11-2. You don't say a, you don't say a guy's a deal at 11,000 often, but... The way he's playing, holy shit. Got to have him. Uh, some other guys I like. Reggie Bullock of the Detroit Pistons. Pistons, hot mess right now, but Bullock continues to be a decent value at just 4,000. Uh, he's played 30 or more minutes in 13 straight games. You're not going to find that kind of play time at this kind of price uh, very often. He's averaging about 24 fan ball points over that stretch. So again, not a terribly high ceiling, but enough to hit his value at that price. Uh, and Orlando, as J.K. touched on earlier, giving up 49 fan ball points a game to shooting guards. That is the second most in the NBA. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. going against the Chicago Bulls. He has not fared well so far in his move to shooting guard. Two really rough games to start uh, the second half of the season. But maybe that works out for us. Maybe we get a slight price reduction by the time Friday rolls around. And as we've talked about, the Bulls, they're not trying to conceal their attempt to tank. <laughs> Sitting plenty of guys. Uh, four of the last five starting point guards to face Chicago have exceeded 41 fan ball points, and that's not like a who's who of point guards. It's Thomas Sadoransky scored 41, Kyle Lowry 47, Good Jeff God. Teague with 50, and then Ben Simmons with 63. The only guy in that five-game stretch not to go over 40 was friggin' DJ Augustine. So yeah, and he splits with Max. So I mean, they split time, so he's, they're not seeing a full workload there. Hard to yeah, hard to blame him there. Uh, DSJ had 34 points the first time around he faced the Bulls this season. Needs just 35 to hit five and a half times his value on Friday. think that's very doable. think this will help to get him out of his funk a little bit if he hasn't already by that point. My dud going to be Steph Curry going against the Hawks. It's nothing against Steph. Uh, I, I just don't see him or the Warriors really needing a full effort to beat Atlanta. I totally agree, yeah. Uh, I be, looked at that game, too. I was like, yeah, no way. They're playing everybody the full full slate. Yeah, there's. I, I would imagine I would be shocked if some guys didn't sit. This is the last game of a three-game road trip for the Warriors. Um, yeah, it's a long trip for them, too, Atlanta-Golden State. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, last game, they're getting ready to go home. Uh you know they've, they've clearly been bored at times. Obviously, you had the whole Phoenix thing where the team coached themselves. 
Uh, and Atlanta is just awful. They've lost seven of their last 11 losses have been by double digits, mm. um, which to his credit, Curry averaging 44 fan ball points in Golden State's last eight double digit victories. So not bad, but he needs 50 plus to get his value. Last season against the Hawks, 37 and 42 fan ball points. Not going to get it done. Just too big of a of a gap there, I see. And then uh, I'll kick it over to you to start the weekend, J.K. Uh, Saturday, I'm going right back to what Aaron talked about. Uh, he touched on him earlier. Nikola Jokic, $11,200 against at Cleveland. I know it's a back-to-back. I know it's in Cleveland, but I still like him. Cleveland really doesn't have it. The Tristan Thompson's their center, but he's undersized. They got him listed at 6'9". There's no way. He's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, Jokic is about 7 feet, 6'10", six, 6'11". Six, you want to give it to him. Uh, but they face a, there's no, they rank 23rd in opponents points. I'm going to get that again. Opponents points in the, in the paint. They rank 23rd. They also rank last in the league in opponents assists, giving up an average of 25 assists per game to opposing teams. And that's big because Jokic passes the ball really well for a big man. Exceptional. Really well. So that could be a big thing for him. You rack up those one and a half, uh, fan ball points. And the Cavs are also 27th in the league and opponents field goal percentage from five feet and in. Wow. Jokic kind of can step out and do a little things, but I think with he knows that stat. I think the Nuggets know that stat. And I think he gets a lot of post action, just like Aldridge did on Sunday night's game. Aldridge was a lot. It was a force in the paint. Everything he had was in the paint. Great point that night. So I like Jokic Saturday against the Cavs. A couple other guys: Donovan Mitchell, eight thousand two hundred dollars at Sacramento. We talked on Sacramento. I think Aaron did. I did. They ranked 29th in the league in defensive efficiency. Last time out against the Kings, Mitchell dropped forty-five van ball points which is exactly what he needs to be of his value. Yeah, buddy. Look for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, $8,800 versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, <laughs> since, this is perfect. Yeah, right? Since the Lakers have traded away Nance and Clarkson to acquire Isaiah Thomas and Channing Fry, they rank 26th in the league in defensive efficiency. That's not good. Also, over the last five games, they've surrendered an average of 51 fan ball points to opposing power forwards. That's not good either. That ranks 25th. Uh, Tyreek Evans at Orlando Magic, $8,100. I just put him here, monitor his status. He's missed the past couple of games. He's out tonight, Monday night, as we speak, against who they, uh, Grizzlies play to, uh, I don't know what the Grizzlies play, but he's out tonight. <laughs> he's out with a rib injury tonight, so monitor it throughout the week because if he does play against Orlando, this is a great matchup. Orlando ranks 29th in fan ball, slowing down opposing shooting guards. I know it's an ugly game with two teams that are tanking. But Evans has been playing well this year. Orlando's not. They're both tanking, but I like Evans to kind of be a better pro. He could get his number yeah, there. Yeah, get his number in. there. Yeah, 29. The Grizz play the Celtics tonight, by the way, which I'm sure will be a riveting basketball game. Yeah, so game. The, <laughs> Evans is out tonight. Yeah, so just monitor his status through the week, and he's $8,100. That's pretty good. Uh, and my last, Aaron's boy, Andre Drummond, $10,700 at Miami Heat. Do Drummond and Whiteside have a have a beef? A little bit of a beef. I think yeah, there started, is. started last year when yeah. Whiteside I hit a game that. winner and was like celebrating all over the court, kind of in their face. So they didn't sit well with Drummond. They've played three times. He's only played in two games. He had a rib injury, missed one. He's kind of had he's had seesaw performances against the Heat. In one matchup, he had twenty three points and twenty rebounds to go along with sixty five fan ball points. That was way above his value there. And then the other matchup, he only had eight points. He still pulled down seventeen boards, but he still only had thirty nine fan ball points. That's way below his value. Over the Heat's last five games, they've surrendered an average of 49 fanball points. That ranks 25th in fanball. So I like that matchup. I like. I don't. I just feels like there's something there with Drummond and it's, Whiteside it's a that he bit brings. Of a rivalry it. He for brings sure. it. I think there's an extra something that he brings against Whiteside. That will help. And that's another one where just from a 
a Detroit standpoint is I would just monitor their results. They play Toronto tonight um, to see if this team starts to pack it in because Andre is definitely a guy so? who I, I not 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 from a tanking perspective because they've I mean, got nothing to tank for. Yeah. But like I just I do wonder after the two losses that they suffered Friday and Sunday, what 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 will happen tonight against Toronto? Does this team you know do they show some resiliency and try and fight? until Reggie Jackson can get back, or does this team start to fold? Because okay. Andre Drummond's definitely a guy who's been accused of the past of kind of mailing it in when, when the going gets tough. Okay. Um, so that's it's just something to keep an eye out for. Uh, but I, I do like the angle of the, the white side rivalry is definitely a real thing. And he's faced him. I mean, he's had good performance against him this year. Absolutely. I mean, pulled down 20 and 17 rebounds or two, only had eight points in the second game, but still. I think Andre is definitely the kind of guy, too, who he definitely does take pride in. If he's going against one of the other kind of elite big men in the league, he wants to show that he elevates his game. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Aaron's got the dud for Saturday. Dud's going to be Julius Randle going up against LaMarcus Aldridge in the Spurs. Uh, Randle's been great lately. Uh, Playing 30 minutes. Triple-double a couple nights ago, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he sure did. He's played at least 30 minutes in five straight games, averaging 44 fanball points over that stretch, but just runs into a tough matchup against the Spurs. San Antonio ranks fifth in fanball points allowed to power forwards. They give up just 32 points a game total to starters and the bench. Uh, they play at the league's second slowest pace. They have the second best defensive rating. Uh, the last two times these teams met, the Lakers actually won, but scored only 93 points in the process. Randall himself played only 18 minutes in that game, but that was partially due to his own ineffectiveness. He went 0 of 6 from the floor, and he failed to score a single point in that game, ending with just 9 fan ball points. That's just a tough one for him against L.A. Well, Marcus Aldridge, that is. Um, I I just don't like it. Uh, 8,000, decent price for him on most nights. He's definitely somebody to target, but fade him on Saturday. Sorry, you going to say something, J.K.? No, I was going to say, yeah, the triple-double was... Something you haven't... I don't think he's had one all year. Uh, I think that was the first of the year, yeah. And he's elevated his game since they traded away uh, Nance and Carson, Absolutely. Too. He's taken the minutes and, and really uh, yeah. really shown... So, well, his passing is what's really... His assist know, numbers have assist, been really good. Uh, I mean, you definitely did not see that. People are accusing him of hogging the ball because he's in a contract year. He's going to be a restricted free agent, but still, there's a lot of, there's a lot of belief that the Lakers will let him walk for... Whoever team offers him, they're not going to match anything they give him. So yeah, he's trying to games. get his while he can. That's five games. I think he's averaging yeah. like six or seven assists a game. It's pretty good. Pretty impressive. Him, yeah. uh, I will go right into Sunday with the stud. I'm going to go with Alfred Payton. He's been hot. He's been playing another guy since the trade, playing really well, going against the Atlanta Hawks, who we have absolutely just driven a stake through their heart. Poor these poor tanking teams. Uh, this is going to be the rest of the season, just yep. nailing these poor absolutely. bastards. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the, the Alfred Payton renaissance, though, in Phoenix. Uh, hate his stupid haircut, but love the way he's playing. He's averaging 42 <laughs> fanball points a game in the five games since joining the Suns. Uh, and, all right, here's the thing. I'll, I'll be real with you. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide this from me. He was not good, not good against the Hawks this season, uh, while he was still with the Magic. 16 po- fanball points and 27 fanball Ooh. points in the two games. But this is the new Alfred. The new Alfred Payton. New man. New team, new city. Uh, he's shown he's capable in the past of torching Atlanta. Did it twice last year. Had 47 and 56 fanball points. Really like the way he's playing in that offense. These are two bad teams. Uh, I expect there to be a pretty good amount of offense. Not a lot of defense. No. Like him at 7,900 there. A uh, few other guys. 
Uh, Jonas Valanciunas mm. of the Toronto Raptors, still sitting at 5,600, mentioned in this week's Fanball Trend Spotting by Greg Vara Greg. as a buy low candidate. Uh, you can check that out on fanball.com. He is not fair. He didn't fare well in his first two matchups with the Hornets this season. He had 18 and then 20 fanball points in those two games. He's played a lot better. Those games came in November uh, and December. He's played a lot better the last month or two, uh, getting a lot more time on the court, taking a lot more shots. Uh, he scored 39 fanball points against the Hornets just before the All-Star break. Should see a solid amount of minutes in this game going up against Dwight Howard, another oh, yeah. big man on the floor like Jonas in this game. Uh, another Dennis Smith Jr. again here. I, I know he's been it's been a tough week, but going against the Pelicans, JK was all over this last week. Oh, they yeah. give up the fourth most fan ball points per game to point guards. I know he's playing at the shooting guard now, but they don't defend that much better. Um, what else we got on Sunday? Uh, you got an interesting game you could think about stacking up again. New York and Sacramento, oh, two bad teams, goodness. but you got to like Michael Beasley in that one. Oh, yeah. Um, Fox. And I would think and about De'Aaron Fox Moutier. or Moutier in that matchup. Either those guys. None of those guys can defend. And uh, not not a bad one to maybe go with a little bit of Enos Cantor. You could go DeAndre Jordan gets Brooklyn, uh, of course. Yeah. Ooh, terrible against centers yeah. like that one. And depending on the status of Danilo Gallinari, I would expect him to be back. But as long as he's out, Tobias Harris is a fantastic yeah. play. He's going to get a ton of shots. Um, you've got Embiid once again. You could go with against Milwaukee, one of the worst rebounding Ooh, yeah. teams in the league, like that one. Um, and then to round it out, uh, you know, I wouldn't be mad about going Kyle Lowry against Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's played well recently. I like Kemba, but up north, I think that will be no. That's not a back to back for Charlotte. <sighs> All right, I'm iffy on that one. I'm pulling back. Kyle Lowry is enough. Apparently, I've got like a, a laundry list of guys I can't hit on. Kyle Lowry is another one of those. I've I've never. Yeah, he's, uh, same. He screwed me in that New York. Oh, in that New York game. The yeah. New York game. I was all over him. I was all about it. I was so confident. And he he screwed me. I've been yeah. been off him since then. All right, J.K. Close it out for us. Uh, Bradley Beal uh, versus the Indiana Pacers. So he's seeing his price steadily rise with the continued absence of John Wall. He's at nine thousand seven hundred dollars. He needs 53 fanball points to be of value to your lineup. In his past 10 games, he's only hit that number twice. And in those 10 games, he happened to face his opponent, the Indiana Pacers. He only dropped 26 fanball points against the Pacers. He needed 53 to be of value. Way, way below his value. The Pacers are hot. They've won the last four games, and over their last five games, they rank as the seventh best team, slowing down opposing shooting guards. So stay away from Bradley Beal on Sunday against the Pacers, $9,700. Now we return to the Finally. glorious three-on-three. At long last, it's I know back. we've been in a two-week absence, right? Because we had the short week before the All-Star break, then we had the short week after that. Yeah, yeah, full on about three weeks. Three weeks with we the All-Star break, I guess. Yeah, you're right. All right, I will kick us off. I feel like I've got the winning lineup this week, feeling very good. New new yeah. format. You can only get one guy who plays four times mm-hmm. a week, and mm-hmm. uh, I spent up for my uh, my guy yeah, who's going to play four times, Joel Embiid, ten thousand three hundred. Starts the week off with a tough matchup against the Heat and Hassan Whiteside, but after that it gets real good. Gets Cleveland, Charlotte, and Milwaukee after that. Uh, really love those matchups, the three final ones there. Yeah. Uh, despite Dwight Howard being a pretty big presence in the paint, they've been giving up a lot of points, uh, fanball points recently. Uh, at guard, going with Reggie Bullock, who I referenced earlier. Uh, again, starts off the week with kind of a tough matchup against Milwaukee, but then finishes strong with two of the worst teams in defending uh, shooting guards in Orlando and Miami. 
And then this is kind of my guy to uh, to fill it out, but has been a decent value recently on a bad team. Dylan Brooks of the okay. Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, this was really not matchup-based, I'll be honest. He gets Phoenix, uh, Denver, and Orlando. But this was really more about I, I had a salary need, and he's getting decent minutes, about 25 a game with Memphis right now, scoring about 12 a game. So that's what I'm running out with. What do you got, JK? I'm going to go. So my four-game four player this week is De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento, $6,200. Uh, they actually play five times this week. They play Monday. Insane schedule. They play, yeah, they play five times this week. But I can't, we'll have them tonight. They're playing tonight, but I won't have them tonight. But I got them at Portland versus Brooklyn, which I like that matchup. Versus Utah Jazz, it's at Sacramento, so it's a little better. And then versus the New York Knicks, I love that matchup to finish off the week. Uh, yeah, he was my the only guy with, he was one of the fewer options at four that really was top elite talent outside of, uh, obviously. I thought about Simmons, but uh, you just, like I you said, you just overpay for that. And you, you're just not worth it, even though he's got the games. No, you're uh, taking a risk though that the uh, the pink eye doesn't flare up again. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> he comes out of the All Star break. And you, was he in Vegas? Did you say he was in Vegas? Uh, I, I don't. He, I don't know that for sure. That's Aaron that's sources have confirmed that he, De'Aaron Fox may have been in Vegas partaking in <laughs> unsavory activities. Unsavory activities that resulted in him that getting pink may eye, or may not have led to him getting pink eye, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Hey, Pink Eye, he's back. Very serious uh, it disease. It is. He's back. Fox is back. Have you ever had Pink Eye before? I've never had Pink Eye. I, so I got it one time uh, from allergies. You can get allergic Pink Eye from allergies in the spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound like a lie. <laughs> it was. I swear <laughs> to Google it. WebMD. No, it WebMD. It exists, right, Al? Yeah, I have really bad allergies. I've gotten that shit before. It's Pink awful. Eye, where you yeah. wake up? Yeah. I've had it too. Yeah. Crusty eyes and shit. Oh, it's fucking... awful. It's, it feels Awful. like your like eyelids just like stay shut for a little bit longer whenever you try to open your eyes. Oh my blood. god! That's all. It feels when you wake like. up in the morning, it's seriously like it is. It's so hard to open up your eyes because your eyes are like crusted shut. It's like, uh, it's like ripping skin off your eye. It's painful. Well, whenever you guys are ready to be honest about how you really got pink eye, I'll be here to podcast <laughs> that story. Allergy pink eye. <laughs> All right. Who's the, who's the rest of your lineup? All, All right. right, moving on forward. John Collins, $4,300. I liked him for his price, and I also liked him because his usage is going to skyrocket. Ilya Sova is gone. The rumor is, I don't know if it's official, but the rumor is he's going to Philadelphia. He's bought out in Atlanta. Going to join, uh, join Bellinelli in Philly from Atlanta. Uh, Wednesday, they got Indiana. Friday versus Golden State. I'm kind of hoping he sees a lot of backups in that game. And then Sunday versus Phoenix. Love that matchup. They're the worst defensive team in the league. Uh, and then center, I'm going to go Hassan Whiteside, $7,700 uh, versus Philadelphia. Embiid is – is he a good defensive center consistently? He's not a great defensive yeah, center, that's he's for not, sure. Not a great defensive – people were talking about, like, defensive player of the year, and I was like, I was like, what? Nah, I don't, know I don't about think that. so. Uh, versus the Lakers, love that matchup. And then he gets the Pistons against Andre Drummond. I think both those guys bring it. There's a rivalry there, and I think both those guys elevate their game for that, for that matchup. Uh, so that's it. That's the three-on-three. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Again, if you got any questions during the week as you're filling out your lineup, hit us up on Twitter. We've got the Daily Fantasy Guide every day. Uh, Evan Bletz will be helping us out with that. Uh, Greg Vara on the weekends. JK and I filling in in between. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, folks.